0: On, on Mother's Day, I thought I'd pick a mother, so <laughs> hey, uh, so we're going to uh, chat about a little bit about Mary, but don't worry, it's, it's not just a talk for mothers, um, as with, with all our heroes that we're looking at in this Heroes series, uh, we're going to look at their life, look at how they um, like, got to know God, how they loved Him, how they, how they served Him, what it looked like for them to, to follow, follow Jesus. Um, and Mary, there is some wonderful characteristics of this young lady that I want to pick out this morning and, and really just bring our thoughts together. You know, it's funny, some of the things that Christine mentioned and Ray mentioned, like the, these are some of the points that I was going to speak about anyway. So my job in the next 10 minutes or so is just to just bring those thoughts together and give us a, a model, something to try and copy, something to imitate them as they have imitated Christ. Um, so the, the passage is just coming in Luke chapter 1, it'll come up on the screen behind, uh, Luke chapter 1 verses 26 to 38, not just for Christmas, this, uh, this particular character on Mother's Day. Um, if, uh, if, if you don't have a Bible and you would like one, please come and see me at the end and we'll make sure you get one by the end of the week. And if you want someone to read it with you, if you've got this book and you don't know where to start, again, come and see us um, and we'd love to, to book a time in this week to read that with you. So it's Luke which is a book in the New Testament, Luke was a doctor, chapter 1, verses 26, and it says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this may be. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. And then this is the verse, if you're going to take anything away today, man, I've been praying that my heart would be like this. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your words to me be fulfilled, another of the the previous version of the NIV said, I am the Lord's servant, may it be to me as you have said. An attitude of servant, of surrender, of trust. Beautiful stuff. So with with Mary, she's this teenage lass in, you know, she's nothing special, in a nothing special town called Nazareth, in a nothing special region called Galilee. And suddenly an angel pops through the front window and she's like, what is going on here? And the angel says to her, Greetings you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. And Mary's response is quite funny. She's like, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this may be. You know when your mate rings you and says, Man, like, I just love hanging out with you. Thanks for being such a great friend. I love your heart. You're a great servant. Um, and are you free next Tuesday? pastors are brilliant at this we butter you up and then we are you free there's a space here that's all they teach in bible college pretty much just will butter people up <laughs> and so mary's thinking this she's like why is this angel buttering me up what's he got a job what what job has he got for me to do um, and the key phrase here is the lord is with you the lord is with mary and this is like the 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 distinguishing phrase that comes alongside any person or people in the Bible through whom God does something amazing. So Joseph is the classic example. Um, he gets sold into slavery by his, his brothers in uh, Potiphar's house. And it says that the Lord was with Joseph and the house was blessed. Joseph then ends up in jail and the Lord was with Joseph and he ends up being in charge of part of the prison. And then the Lord was with Joseph and he saves a whole nation from starving to death key phrase, the Lord was with you, and it's always in the context of a relationship. Mary um, is a, a Jewish girl, so she knows who God is and how he's worked in the past, which may be why she was freaked out when she heard that phrase, the Lord was with you, because she knows that in the past, when that phrase has been used, God was going to move powerfully in and through a person or people, but it was obviously also going to be quite costly to that person or people. So the Lord was with Mary, it's this context of relationship, and, and what what we see here, I, I believe, is that Mary has been going through a, a period of preparation, so God's about to place a call onto Mary's life, and he's been preparing her for it, and, and we see down in, in verse uh, 48 in chapter 1, how Mary sings this song, praising God, and she says that he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant, so Mary doesn't come across, we have no sense of her trying to put herself forward or trying to get to this place or this position. Mary knows God and she's getting to know him better and she's just serving in the everyday stuff of life. You know, just being a good Jewish girl in Nazareth with, with dreams of uh, marrying Joseph and just cracking on, simple, humble, teachable. And the Lord is with Mary preparing her for this call on her life. And you know the beautiful thing in church, like as I look around and like even I've already mentioned the worship guys, you know, people in this church, in this gathering, who I see just simply, humbly, serving away, often behind the scenes, but you can see that the Lord is with those people. That there's some there's a presence of God that when you speak to that person, you're loved closer to Jesus. You get a greater revelation of who God is just by speaking to that person. And they're not loud or, or, or pushing themselves forward, but they're just humbly, day-to-day, cracking on with the stuff of life, serving God in, in whatever capacity he's called them into. And as we move forward in, in the next few months, just to talk about like, calling and, and the empowering presence of God that comes with that and the promises of God that comes from that, please don't fall into the trap of thinking, hey man, I, w- I, wanna God, I want God to prepare me. I want him to do this, this, and this in me so I can get here to this position or place or whatever it is. I don't think Mary was like that. I think Mary was just serving God humbly day to day. The prayer really should be, God, do this, this, and this in me so I get more of you. Like, he's the prize. He's the greatest treasure. When when we become more obsessed about a position in the kingdom of God, rather than being obsessed with the God of the kingdom, we're in deep trouble. It's got to be him. And I believe that was Mary's heart, just humbly, in a humble state, serving away. And God was preparing her for this call that you will conceive and give birth to a son and you give him in the name of Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever and his kingdom will never end. Now, Mary has some questions about the biology of all this, obviously. And she says, how will this be? Mary asks the angel, I'm a virgin. And then comes the power. So there's been the preparation, there's been the call, and here comes the power. Because what the call on Mary's life is humanly impossible. So the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. So Mary's being called into the humanly impossible, and as God prepares us and then calls us, He's going to call us into stuff which is humanly impossible. But well, they're not just leave us there; He's going to empower us by the by the power of the Holy Spirit to gift us and anoint us into that fresh and new calling, whatever that may be. So Mary was prepared; she was called. The power of God is promised to her the holy spirit is going to come upon her and this is where it links in with what christine was saying about that, that the testimony has been such a powerful thing uh, G- angel gabriel uses this very principle and gives mary a testimony that it's all, god's already done this once so he can do it again she, uh, gabriel says even elizabeth your relative is going to have a child in her old age and she who is said to have been unable to conceive is now in her sixth month you see it that's the same principle that we're talking about that the angel Gabriel used with Mary. Mary obviously very confused, shocked, not quite sure how this is all going to play out. Gabriel gives, gives Mary a testimony. Hey, God's already done it before. God's already done it once. So I want to encourage you guys, like, in whatever way God is working in, in, in your heart, in your in lives of people around you, come and speak to me, Elijah, you know, we want to share these stories, no matter how insignificant you may think that is, how small a step. I was telling some friends um, it was on Wednesday uh, about how the first time I said I went to church on a Sunday morning. So I gave my life to Jesus at age 16, a uh, few months before I started at Stockton Riverside College, and I went into that place petrified, like, man, people, are, you know, I've gone from being this lad who plays football, captain of the team to. Flip. I'm going to church, man. Like, what's what's this gonna do? Um, and I remember the first time I was in a, a physics class, and the lad sat next to me said, "Hey, Matty, what did you do on a weekend?" And I'd been challenged that Sunday about sharing that I go to church. And I went, uh, "I played football, went round my dad's house, went to church on a Sunday, and then played football again." He's like, you, "You go to church?" I was like, "Oh, you heard me? <laughs> you heard me?" But you know, like. That was a Holy Spirit empowered moment. I can remember feeling the presence of God and His an empowering work in my heart as, as strongly as when I felt it later on in the years when I've been praying for healing for someone. Like no matter how small a step you may feel it be, if that's the next step that God's calling you into and he's empowering you for that, we want to celebrate that because it's a victory. And then, and then as you share that story, in hey, you know, in, in work... Uh, last week, I shared that I went to church on Sunday. Then someone else in the congregation might be like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give that a go. So, so your, new, your new normal is encouraging others to reach that new normal. Do you see this power of testimony there? And also, an interesting little thing. Okay, so it, it's a thing of, uh, now we've heard that testimony, we believe that God can do it again. But we can do it, we have a God who can do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. So I've seen addicts set free by the power of prayer. I've seen families give their life to Jesus. I can imagine that now. What's that What's that testimony that I can't even imagine yet? Like a whole whole estate coming to Jesus? Whole of Teesside? Yes, please, Lord. So Mary was prepared. She was... Uh, called she was empowered by the holy spirit and then there was a promise for no word from god will ever fail is what gabriel finishes his his sentence with his paragraph with to mary and i believe that mary believed this stuff look what elizabeth says uh, about mary she says blessed is she who has believed that the lord would fulfill his promises to her you know what the saddest thing i see in church sometimes and even in my own life like, God's been preparing this person. They haven't been pushing themselves forward, but they've just been serving away humbly, and they're, they're teachable, and they're loving, and they're kind, and they're just going about it. And you can see God is with them, preparing them. They're starting to sense a call on their life, and, and you know, they're praying into it, and they're, and they're receiving the power of the Holy Spirit. And they're maybe even receiving words and encouragements, like, yeah, this is what God's calling you into. And then there's what there's... When when it comes to the crunch, there's, there's one lie or there's something that someone spoke over them or there's some sin from the past that makes them go, I don't think I can do that. I don't think I can step into that calling that God's placed in my life. Guys, no word from God will ever fail. When God says you're loved, you are loved without a doubt. When God says the slate is wiped clean, it's wiped clean when he says he has plans for your life he has plans for your life like every single one of you who who's a believer today and if you get to the end of this talk with still breath in your lungs god's got a part for you to play in the kingdom if he didn't he would have called you home there's a part for every single one of us to play and don't worry too much really about getting to this position or that or doing this or that start off saying lord i'm your servant I'm going to seek you first. I want to be obsessed with you. And let's see what flows out from that. So Mary was prepared. The calling came. She was empowered. She received a promise, which she believed. Guys, believe the word of God. Whatever lie it is, rebuke it in the name of Jesus and take hold of the truth of what God's saying about you. And then there was the posture. And this is the posture that I'm praying for in my own heart and where I pray that for us as a church, we would be that I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me, as you have said, a, a posture of humility, of trust, of, of absolute surrender. Because often, well, I, I got this as I read through this passage again, you know, Christmas passage. And we often jump from Mary getting this call into Christmas cards and pigs and blanket. You know, we often jump from Mary getting this call into, hey, Joe, we're going to be on the Christmas cards every year. And every year, kids around the country are going to put on little tea towels and the Mary's going to drop Jesus, but I'll try not to do that. And we miss the significance and the cost that was going to be involved. Like Mary's a teenage lass, dreams of marrying her husband, you know, 2.5 kids, a house in the country, maybe by the Sea of Galilee somewhere, it'd be beautiful. And in a moment, she's going to be gossiped about. And she's going to be isolated in a community. And things are going to be not quite the way that she had in her head. But her posture is, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. So Mary was prepared. Just that that humble seeking after God. Serving him in the everyday stuff of life. And then came the calling. Came the empowering presence of God. And then came the promise and the posture in all of this is, I am the Lord's servant. What a, what a hero for us. Shall we pray? Father, thank you so much for the, the examples that you give us throughout Scripture. Um, you know, we, we, could have, we could have called this series The Muppets, because there were mostly Muppets, all of them. Um, but they, they sought after you, and they believed the words that you spoke over them and the promises that you gave them. And we think of Mary today who had that, that posture of a servant, um, a posture of humility, of teachability, a posture that sought after you and was surrendered to whatever you had, whatever call you had on, the, on the, her life. Lord, would that be our heart today? Lord, we bless you and we love you. Thank you for all that you've done this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.